3: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan.
4: Have I told you lately how much I appreciate you? I really do. You know, one, one of the best bosses I ever had in the business used to say, I appreciate you Dave and it' always meant a lot to me you know it really did so to you I say highest compliment I appreciate you because you're making us one of the most popular songwriting and music uh, podcasts on the internet right now and that's because you spread the word and I appreciate that and all the likes and the subscriptions and the comments it's just that it just means the world it just what makes does my heart proud <laughs> so thank you so much um we talk a lot about a few different things that I harp on I get on that soapbox you know I don't believe in genres and I, I I I there's this misconception that drives me crazy that when they say you live in Nashville you must really love country music and I go yeah I do yeah but you know Nashville is not just a country music town it really isn't it's music city and if you believe in genres we've got them all we do from jazz to pop country folk We we have got it all right here, and I used to tell folks if you want a taste of real Nashville, which by the way they say Nashville is a drinking town with a music problem, right? Um, But if you want a taste of what Nashville is all about, I recommend listening to this radio station I found a few months back called Radio Sobro. Radio Sobro is an internet radio station. Radio Sobro, thinking like in uh, South of Broad, thinking Sobro, and you are going to hear a mix of some of the greatest young artists that this town has to offer and they mix it all in and it's just amazing i love to go there and discover new artists so one day i'm on the way to a a writer's round that i do and i'm listening to Sobro, and i got it cranked in my car and um this song comes on and it absolutely blows me away so they people say well how do you judge if you don't believe in genres how do you decide what's a good song and i for me it's like if i go man i wish i'd have written that (laughs) You know, Or if I hear this singer and I go, man, if I could sing half that good, I'd be twice as good as I am right now. So that was the case on this song. And I want to play it for you in just a little bit. It it just grabbed me right away. Uh, the lyrics, uh, the melody, and then she delivers the chorus in the hook. And I'm like, oh, I am hooked. I definitely am. Then the second verse comes on and she takes it to another level. And I'm like, who is this girl? She can sing, man. And then she brings it back down to the the chorus and I'm like I gotta know who this is so what I did is I looked up the song looked up the artist and immediately added it on my Spotify playlist and I'm telling you from then I've had to listen to everything she's written and done and I am so excited to meet her today and to bring her on for you to make the connection with Shana G how are you thank you for coming
2: oh I didn't know you were talking about me I'm talking about you you, girl
4: Nice to see you.
3: Nice to meet you and see you. And I mean I know we've met digitally, but nice to meet you in person. (laughs) In person is
4: is always better. (laughs) It is. And we used to be neighbors not too long ago.
3: So crazy. Nashville, when they say is a little big town, it really is is a little big town. (laughs) It's a little big town.
4: Used to walk your dog past my house and stuff, huh?
3: Every day. So crazy.
4: That is nuts. So good. Well, good to finally meet you. Yes. I, you've got a fan in me. You've you blown me away. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. your
3: words. I'm already like yeah. just dying over here right now. This is a great start. This is the nicest introduction anyone's ever given for me. Well, you're
4: welcome, and it's deserving. So let me tell you. Here's, the, Can I play the song? This is the song. Which song
2: hooked you? Now I'm well, curious. <laughs>
4: you're curious. This is the one that first hooked
2: oh, me. Oh, the moon. I
4: love oh. this song. It's called the moon. Shania G is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Listen to this.
2: Things van right now to be Cause I got all I need and a little bit of change Don't ask why It's a perfect day I really can't complain about anything Growing up I always heard that things get better, but I'm not sure Cause I can't imagine how that could even happen, if it it be too and I won't come down anytime so no I won't come down no I won't come down I'm so high I can hold the stars sitting here on Mars you should see the view it's just like snow
4: singing that for the rest of the day thank you you're <laughs> welcome <laughs> the moon it's shana g is her guest on the songwriter connection podcast she's gonna play for us live around the dining room table I, here I in am. just a little bit thank you for being here <laughs> thank yeah. you for having me story behind the song we always like that
3: yeah um i wrote that song with my bass player dean uh mm-hmm. dean pericado he also puts out music he's like uh like, a singer-songwriter meets the Backstreet Boys. So it's super... <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's a combination. When
3: they say Nashville isn't just country, I tell you, it's, it's not. True. It's a music jam. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was our first write together. I was writing for a project last year for that EP. Um, mm-hmm. I was going a little more on the rock side for that EP. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't really have, like, a, you know, big... Ball- like big power song you know yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a ballad but you know just a powerful. power song. yeah and uh we got together and we smoked pot for about an hour <laughs> and we were like both just having like a really good week and really <laughs> happy and we're like I don't know how I'm gonna write a song because like all my songs are sad yeah and really? we're, like, let's just like write about being happy and I was like you know that saying like it only if it only goes up from here and He's like, no. I was like, well, it's a saying, you know, they say it only goes up from here. And so we just kind of like made that like the thing and took little pieces of like some of my favorite songs that are like big, you know, songs. I don't know. I get a lot of inspiration from like I play What's Up every night and I wanted to write something with that like kind of feel where it's like it. It's not necessarily a happy song. It's not necessarily a sad song. It's just like a powerful song. You know, yeah. Linda Perry's a badass. So. That's a
4: good comparison because that's another one of those songs that just gets stuck in your head. Yes. What's, What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, great song. I bet you'd cover that great. When you, when I out.
3: play it every night, so yeah, uh, I'll yeah. let the people be the judge of that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. It's good to have you. You're a California girl, right?
3: I am. Born yeah. and raised.
4: Born and raised. Yep. We're about.
3: Uh, about 30 minutes east of Los Angeles. I
4: read Upland. Is that true? Uh,
3: Rancho Cucunga. Rancho Cucamonga, okay. So I, I went to Upland High School, but uh, I only went, I transferred to that high school, which was in the next city over because I was a really bad kid and I ran away from home when oh. I was 16 and my mom, when I came back, was like, you're not hanging out with those kids. You're <laughs> going to a new school, which was for the best because mm. I ended up being, you know, having a great group of friends at the next high school that I went to. And,
4: Fantastic. Do you know... You start. You started like five years old playing music. Yep. You got the call very early, didn't you?
3: Yeah, my parents got divorced uh, when I was five, and my either mom, of them
4: musical? Or n-
3: no, new? my parents aren't musical. Uh, my mom just wanted me to have a hobby, and she tried to put me in sports, and that was not working. <laughs> no way. And so I, you know, I was like, I want to play guitar, and my guitar teacher decided that I he would teach me. I was the youngest. My mom at five. Yeah. That he, he was like, if you can find a guitar that she can hold, then I'll get it for you. Or then I'll mm. teach her. And so she ordered like a three-quarter scale guitar on the internet. And, wow. you know, we, uh it, I don't even think it was the internet. I think she had to order it through the guitar shop at the time because I this probably, was in yeah. the early 90s. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> We were still dial up AOL. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. She had to like go order it from a music store. You just think the internet, like it's just always been around. But no, we had to like do things the old fashioned way at one
4: point. And I understand you and you started writing music right away, huh? Like six years old. You was writing music. I did. Uh-huh.
3: I yeah. Just always was a thing in school I wasn't a very like traditional education kind of person so whenever there was a project it was like can I write a song instead? I love and it. And so my teachers pretty much were always like yeah sure whatever so everyone <laughs> around me has always been like super encouraging.
4: And then you had a chance to get in from the class and perform it, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you like performing right away too. Yeah, it was yeah. just natural. You you have a passion for performing, don't you?
3: I you do. I love it. Don't you, you I love travel
4: it. all over? You, you you she just got back and we're we're doing this uh, show in may and you just got back from europe where you did a a show and then you played in texas for a while and then like next week you're going back over the pond right
2: i am Where where you
4: (laughs) where what tell
3: me um i'll be just doing a few cities on this run i'll be doing um england ireland uh scotland and then closing it out in sweden and then uh Playing a whole string of shows in the states this summer, so super excited to just stay on the road and.
4: That's awesome.
3: You know, shake babies and kiss hands. <laughs> we always used to say
4: that too. <laughs> shake babies and kiss hands. <laughs> we always used to say that in radio. So yeah. yeah, well that's cool. See, you've built quite an audience then. You know.
3: I'm still getting started. I feel yeah. like I'm just starting to hit my stride, and you know I've. I've been in Nashville for a really long time and mm-hmm. le- and the people have been coming to me and it's time for me to go yeah, get out right. and meet all the yeah. people. And yeah, absolutely. you know, Broadway's been a great place to, like, uh, nurture my, like, grow my stage show and nurture right. my fan base and stuff. And now I'm excited to, like, see the world.
4: That's one thing Broadway will do for you. You've got a, an active audience and you got to capture them and you got to keep it going. Yeah. Um, or they don't have you back.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, and people complain about Broadway a lot, but Broadway has been nothing but amazing mm. for me. So yeah.
2: I'll bet.
3: I've. I've used it as a tool and I got sucked into it a little bit and mm-hmm. sucked into the alcohol for a few years and stuff like that. But once you get that out of your system, it's great. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you still do occasional shows, right?
3: Yeah. I still play there twice a week. It's my day job. It's it. Where, where do
4: we, where I'm, can we come see? You?
3: I play at whiskey row. Um, row. Dirk Bentley's on the corner of fourth and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, from
4: the Ryman? Yeah, yeah.
3: Right behind it. In fact, mm-hmm. um, they're building Morgan Wallens in between, yes, but, they're <laughs> wow. but um, it's, I will do that until I can afford to not do it. But right now, it's funding my travel and funding my original career. And very good. Um, yeah. It's it's a great way to practice twice a week.
4: Awesome, yeah. <laughs> it keeps your your chops sharp. That's there. right. Yeah. That's right. Very good. I'd love to hear another song. You've got a beautiful Gibson guitar over there. Yeah. Um, which you've you've uh, like. You Willie Nelson did.
3: I know. This <laughs> You've is got some Traeger Jr. <laughs> Trigger Jr. over here. It's
4: a beautiful guitar. And it, you can tell it's played. Thank well played, you. So. Yeah, I played
3: this guitar. Um, I got it new in 2016. And for those people that are listening, it has a giant hole above the sound hole. So it's my second sound hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played it four to eight hours a day when I was drinking very heavily and just strummed the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, gave it a little character. Now I'm a little lighter on the bottle, so uh, mm. I'm trying not to do as much Good damage anymore. But
4: yeah, <laughs> it's easy to to fall into that
1: when you're oh, playing. Absolutely, yeah. this
3: yeah. business is a drinking business. Our job is to sell beer. It's not even to play music. So that is exactly you know, right. It's easier to sell beer when you're drinking it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Have one of these folks raise them up, holler and swallow Exactly, right now. and yeah. I
3: haven't put the bottle down completely. I just yeah. uh, put a nipple on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but I'm going to play you um, a song that is about where my life's at right now. This okay. is a song I wrote about my boyfriend called Fix Things. Fix Things.
2: It was a drip in the sink wouldn't quit. So you tightened it up with a crescent wrench. In that 87-pony egg You had it running and no time flat The old screen door never goes right You got your hands on it, now it's just, just fine If you can fix things when they fall apart Maybe you can fix a broken heart Take these pieces, make me oh Put me back together, I can't do it on my own Use a hammer and a nail, a little duct tape and some glue Well I know that I've been used Could you make me good as a new If you can fix things when they fall apart Maybe you could fix a broken heart The hole in the wall, you patched it up That an ex left when he got too drunk Right before he left for Santa Fe Wasn't the only thing he broke that day Take these pieces me Put me back together, I can't do it on my own Use a hammer and a nail, a little duct tape and some glue Well I know that I've been used, Could you make me good as a no If you can fix things when they fall apart Maybe you can fix a broken heart Take these pieces, make me you put me back together. I can't do it on my own. Use a hammer and a nail, a little duct tape and some glue. Well, I know that I've been used. Could you make me good as new? No? If you can fix things when they fall apart. Maybe you can fix broken heart. If you can fix things when they fall apart. Maybe you can fix this broken heart.
4: Mm, Duct tape can fix anything.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
4: So good, that song. Wonderful song. Thank you. What's your boyfriend's name? Give me a shout.
2: His name is
3: Jason. Jason. Jason Jason Roberson.
4: Man. (laughs) Jason, how about that song? What did he say when he first heard that?
3: Um, he knew it was coming kind of mm-hmm. uh, I had the idea for if you can fix things when they fall apart maybe you can fix a broken heart for about a year yeah. before I wrote it and he kept being like when are you going to write it When you?" Gonna? I'm like I'm just waiting for the right writer like yeah. I want to write it I want to bring it into the right yeah. right right the if right, that makes right. any sense <laughs> and I had brought it up with the couple top line writers that I had written with and none mm-hmm. of them like really jumped on it so I just like was like I wasn't going to like push it mm-hmm. in a write that wasn't
4: right <laughs> right. <laughs> right 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 how many You're looking for Mister you or Mrs. Right? Right. Yeah. right yeah
3: and um i ended up in a right with one of my girlfriends that um she was one of my first friends in nashville um we are actually putting together a tour package right now for nice. her band and my band to go on tour together but um mm-hmm. she she and i get together like once every couple months and sometimes we end up just hanging out sometimes we end up actually writing a song you know how it is and yep. we had been hanging out for like two hours and we're like do we write a song we only have about an hour left or do we just keep shooting the shit and we're like let's try and i was like i have this like idea that i've been holding on to like what do you and she's like yes <laughs> and we literally wrote it in 15 minutes how about that it was one of those like you when know, right. you just needed the other person in the room and it just kind of fell out yeah. you know
4: yeah when the timing's right and you got a good idea sometimes yeah. that happens
3: it just happens yeah. it's just when it's meant to be it's meant to be it's meant to be yeah
4: <laughs> one of your favorites these days
3: that's definitely it's my closer in my it's a closer. set yeah a for good sure closer. that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's
4: a good closer. So i wish really. i
3: would have trimmed my nails before this though but whatever <laughs> I, was yeah, that. I was like
2: yeah. oh whatever
4: yeah if you're a really good guitar player that's hard you let the <laughs> you, you can't have the real blingy
3: yeah i'm not a good guitar player and so i need but my nails are. to be super super short <laughs> so that i can do this i, I mean i see dolly Parton like yeah. she uses her nails to push the strings down and well, i'm like
4: and her secret is all those open tunings too. I
3: know, she, but man, she like she something. makes it look. Because uh, I'm I'm this I'm that way with like style. Like I'm definitely a very extra person. I'm a Dolly Shania type person, and I so I want the long nails. Did I'm you a,
4: see my Dolly but, uh, Funko Pop? That's that's <laughs> rock and roll Dolly right there.
3: Uh, which she's coming out with that rock and roll. I'm, well, I'm so excited. She is. She absolutely.
4: in the Rock Hall of Fame. You know. I yeah, love it. Absolutely. I love it. But like, now you kind of grew up on rock music, didn't you?
3: I did. I yeah. sure did. Mm-hmm. I found uh, country. Music. Music as an adult, uh,
2: yeah, so you, did I. Yeah, yeah,
3: and but I was definitely raised uh, a rocker. Zeppelin's always been one of my favorite bands. Oh, I can hear that. Um, the California rock and roll with like Bad Religion, Sublime. Oh yeah, um, a bunch of you know that kind of music has always been yeah. my favorite. Like I, I was. 90s kids so green day and you know then the early 2000s fallout boy and weezer oh oh, yeah okay you know foo fighters and all that stuff you know nirvana gave us two of the best bands of all time you know we got nirvana and foo (laughs) and foo so i absolutely love rock and roll and you can definitely hear that in a lot of my music but Mm -hmm. um but country has always just come naturally to me and i write it and i wrote it all when i was younger and was trying to force it into country or into rock and roll production and it was just like this isn't right it's not quite
4: you yet yeah you you know you have to learn and you have to evolve and
3: absolutely especially like starting that young you don't know who you are and i'm probably gonna change a thousand more times before i'll
4: bet you will (laughs) but always for the better you know
3: Yeah. yeah i feel like it's okay to put out the music you feel at that time
4: i agree I absolutely agree, and then we talk about that with with when i when I get on the soapbox talk about genres if you don't know who you're find out, you're gonna find out play like get out there, and you've been doing it from a very young age twelve years old, you signed your first um uh you you, you had a sponsor with a guitar company yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> there wasn't a lot of twelve year old girl guitar players, <laughs> and this was a guitar brand that was. Focused to young girls. So yeah. it was like, it was pretty, I was pretty much shooting for
4: that. Daisy rock guitars or Daisy some, rock guitars, rock yeah. Rock guitars. Yeah. And then you were on like covers of, of books uh, at that age, was it?
1: You know, yep. around that age. Yeah.
3: My, I got my hundred dollars for being on like over like two million books. Wow. <laughs> so my mom wasn't the best momager the time.
4: You
1: should have but, had a lot more money yeah. than that,
4: I was going to say. But the exposure, right?
3: Right. <laughs> if I could uh, air quote, and <laughs> it doesn't pay a lot,
4: but it's good exposure. Yeah, we can't put food on the table with exposure, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: So, uh, you know? Yeah.
4: What brought you to Nashville? What was the idea?
3: Country music, baby. I uh, you just I fell was, into country. Yeah, I was playing music in LA and I started playing in, I mean, cover bands when I was really young, but I got into playing in specifically country cover bands about 10 okay. years ago. And after three years in LA, I had. Um, My original, I had my, you know, 90 minute original set and, Mm -hmm. you know, I had opened for every band that passed through. And I saw
4: some of the things you opened for, for Elton John. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God.
3: And, but like I had started getting into the country thing and like. I was opening for like Easton Corbin and David Nail and all those like mid two thousands people as when they had yeah, passed through L A. Sure, and it kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to live in Nashville. Like I was already yeah. traveling back and forth here since two thousand uh, and eight. Right, that's a long stuff. commute. It was definitely, <laughs> and it's cheaper to live in. Nashville and stay with my mom when I'm in town than it is to live in LA on my own and stay in Nashville and it'd be a thousand dollars for the week. And as you know, an Mm. early twenties kid that's playing music for a living, that was my whole month's pay Uh, where it's like, okay, I could live here. And at the time when I moved to Nashville, I was paying $400 for a room. Now things have dramatically Mm, dramatically changed changed. in the last seven years, but Uh, you know, now I'm paying five times that, but it was, yeah. Amazing, but still
4: compared to LA, uh, housing in LA.
3: Oh it's, yeah, it's, I couldn't. The standard of living is yeah is totally different, completely um, different. Yeah, totally different. But I also miss the beach. <laughs> I bet
4: you do. I bet you do. I do too. Right. <laughs> the beach of Cleveland, the North Coast. The, nor- is where the I North grew Coast. Up. <laughs> Lake Erie. Hey. Yeah, but rock and roll capital of the world. Yep. Because that's where the phrase was was coined. Uh, by a DJ named Alan Freed back in the 50s. Did you know that? Now you do. I didn't know there, that. There, I knew uh, the Rock and Roll Hall
3: of Fame was there, but I didn't know. Uh, I visited that was there why. not
4: too long ago again, and it had been almost 20 years since I'd been there, and I just loved it. I
3: yeah. had just a wonderful time.
4: My nephew Paul works there now, and he kind of gave us a little.
3: A little tour. I've got to check it out still. One of the places I haven't been to Ohio yet, but I love that everyone from Ohio knows OH. All
4: right, IO. There you go, my favorite. (laughs) You got to get your manager to get you some shows up in the Cleveland area. I
3: am my manager, so I guess I got to get myself some shows. (laughs) Make a note of it.
4: Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're the whole uh, what we call the DIY. Artists. so you do it all uh, from the socials to everything and in the booking.
3: I'm the quintessential DIYer. I'm that's awesome. A one man shop, and I love it and hate it at the same time. You know? Yeah, I bet.
4: <laughs> yeah, because it can be tedious, can't it? But oh, you yeah. have to do it. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I was yeah. posting on TikTok on the way over here. Got the know. <laughs> TikTok
4: thing. Yeah,
3: we're live on TikTok right now during right. this interview. So you hey. know, we're do, we're working twenty four seven.
4: Tag me because like, I have very few videos. That's the, so. <laughs> That would be awesome if you did. Yeah. Um,
3: sure. TikTok is not the same as how Instagram, you can tag people in stories. You can't do that on TikTok. You, you can, can only tag them in your actual posts.
4: Oh, wow. So okay. Well.
3: They, they hear Songwriting Connection. I can share it, though, Day right? late, though. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm still learning TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Hey, you got a band and it's called The Boys? Uh,
3: we go through different names, different names? but uh, the boys, uh, I'm toying around with some official names, but until yeah. we come up with a real name, the boys, because it's always, it's always a bunch of boys. I've never had a girl in my band. I guess when I do, I'll change it. But...
0: <laughs> Them.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I guess that was taken. Yeah. And your latest uh, EP, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Angela. Yes. Yes. Uh, four songs on there. Five. Yeah, four. Four. but they're all some songs and you Damn. wrote or co-wrote. Every single one of them.
3: Yeah, totally. Um, And it's actually an accidental EP. I was, being the DIYer that I am, I was experimenting with a waterfall release and I didn't exactly know what it was, but I knew I wanted these four singles to get a lot of plays.
4: Now what is got to stop, what is a waterfall release?
3: So it's where you release the first song Uh under like the same code And then when you release the second one, you release it as a two song release. Ah. And then that way, every time that first song plays, the second song plays right after it. And then when Ah. the third song comes out, but I didn't realize that at the end, it all becomes an EP. But so I I need
4: to talk to you about that off mic.
3: Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean to put out the Angela EP. It was uh, my accidental EP, but it's a happy accident. It's kind of like when you accidentally um, get pregnant, but then your baby ends up winning a Nobel Peace Prize, you know? Yeah. It was great, Like, but uh, but Angela was not supposed to be born. Um, uh, it was just supposed to be a single. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very happy with it because that group of songs fits together so well. And, mm, yeah, they do. and it's kind of a, it's such a departure from the music that I had put out before, and it's such a departure from the music that I'm about to put out. Mm-hmm. that it makes sense that it's all in one thing. Yeah, gotcha. So like Angela is now kind of my alter ego. <laughs> awesome.
4: Okay. I want to hear more about Angela. And I also want to talk about what's happening in the future for yeah. you. Uh, but can we take a break and we come back? Maybe you can play something from Angela. Sounds great.
1: Yeah. Be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or Mc Crispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6.
2: Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single
1: item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
3: You're listening to the Songwriter Connection connecting with music makers and hearing oh. their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Lenihan.
4: Shana G is our guest on the podcast, and uh, Shana, good to have you. I, I love the name, G. So is that, was that the family name? G- it sure is. It sure is. Is it really? Just,
3: it's my real last name? Yeah,
4: we were talking about clean a little while ago. Um, there was a DJ. Now, I, was, I really don't remember him on the air. It had been probably uh, when I was very, very young. His name was uh, Jerry G. And uh, Jerry G was very popular. And he moved to the West Coast. And I guess he was a DJ. Um, I don't know if it was L.A. or San Diego or uh, or San Francisco. But I know he went out there. His son became a rock legend in Cleveland. His name was Michael Stanley G. And we went by Michael Stanley and the Michael Stanley Band. They were really big in the 80s. Set all attendance records at uh, Blossom Music Center there. And I've always was a big fan. He really was the first one that I, that I admired as a songwriter enough to go, I really want to learn this craft, you know? And I'm still a big uh, fan of him, although we lost him a couple of years ago. Um, but what, that's the first thing I just, gee, I wonder if there was a relation there. You I don't know, know my something.
3: dad's side of the family, so yeah. there totally could be.
4: Could be. You never know. Yeah. yeah. So the new, I digress. Uh, the new, the new, uh, the latest uh, EP, I should say, is Angela. And you're going to play something from that. I Tell will. us a little bit about the song.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to play y'all a song called Lost and Found. Oh, uh, I love this song. Yeah, yeah. this song. Uh, was a song I wrote in 2021, and um, I was going to put it out, made a demo of it. Um, A plugger got a hold of it and wanted to pitch it. Um, And then when she told me who wanted the song, I was like, oh, no, I want to do this song. And like, Uh I want to cut it. Um, And I don't know if that was the right choice or not, but.
1: (laughs) Was it
4: somebody big?
3: It was, it was, but, no, uh,
4: drop names. yeah, no, yeah. but it
3: was just, I was like, Oh, if you think it's good enough for that guy, it was for a male artist, mm-hmm. then it'll be good totally enough good for enough for me. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, uh, it made all the playlists and it was my first single in two years. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. And awesome. yeah, it's yeah. about, uh, Winners and Losers and Red Door, because I used to live right behind them in Midtown. And so it's about hanging out at those bars.
4: Those, uh, those clubs in, in Midtown. Uh, losers exactly. and Winners and the Red Bar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So people know. <laughs> there you go. All right.
2: You left your ex here. Something bitter to walk right through the door And one day you did It made you forgive About all things I've been here before And it goes like Can I get you a drink? Another dive, we go home to drown. Where we get lost and found. Smoky sections, barroom lessons, a bubbled wisdom over one, one last cigarette. little now You drink, and then you laugh, and you don't know how it happens, but you always end up back on Friday night. Strangers and lovers hang around.
4: Shitty G on our uh, podcast today, The Songwriter Connection. Great song. Where did you learn to sing like that, girl?
2: I <laughs> love that.
4: I love your voice. You get that growl, that kind of raspy rock uh, feel that you put into your country music.
3: Thank you so much. Um, smoking a lot of pot, man. I really like, <laughs> oh, I it's wish more there was that. a better <clears throat> explanation, but yeah. um, I...
4: You bring a passion to it, too, you know, that it, to you. you can't fake it. Thank you. Know, you, you. That, you I, yeah,
3: I think just a lot of years of partying. Because um, mm-hmm. if you listen to older recordings, mm-hmm. my voice isn't quite as "quote unquote" seasoned mm. as uh, it was. But now, then, uh, yeah. and now I've learned how to control it. I think probably five years ago or so, it came when it came. And did you do it, some
4: vocal training? No, no I just never. Okay. Just,
3: Broadway. just Broadway. I really feel like.
4: Yeah, that's been your
3: I, education. I, yeah, it's really it really has been. When you sing for four to eight hours a day oh. before COVID, I was doing. Thursday through Mondays and on Thursday and Saturday it was a double. So five Mm. days a week I was well, three days a week I was playing four hours and two days a week I was playing eight hours. Wow. And when you play and you play the biggest hits of all time and you're singing some of the best singers of all time, you just kinda learn. Like when the first time I played a Martina McBride song, it was probably the worst thing that ever happened. Because her range is incredible. incredible. And when you go from playing martina mcbride to whitney houston to elton john to oh. robert plant you yeah. kind of learn how to sing like yeah. it's baptism by fire like for sure
4: did you ever have any vocal problems at all from doing all that freaking
3: i want to knock on knock all on of the things yeah. that you have that are wood sorry because to ask that question i have been yeah. so lucky
4: well you must use your 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 instrument well
3: i okay. hope so yeah. i i took a, I, like went to an art camp when I was 16 that had vocal training for a mm-hmm. week. I did a course in LA for a week and I've just been, I I've, I have that lucky girl syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm very unlucky in a lot of things. Like my life story is as tragic as they get, but I've been lucky in things that I've, I've definitely won art awards really young and it wasn't because I was any better than anyone else. It was because I was a young girl that was doing it younger than most people started. So I got to, cause I had a single mom that couldn't afford to put me into all the things, you know, mm. but I, like I said, got an art scholarship to a camp that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do. I just changing. been able to do things that, mm-hmm. so I haven't taken lessons necessarily, but I've definitely learned like the tricks of breathing from your diaphragm yeah. and like the Perhaps. things and just kind of like try yes. to remember those things. Cause this is the only thing I can do. And if I lose my voice, mm. the only other thing I'll, I could do is like wait tables I'm like mm. not educated I'm not any you know I don't have any special skills so I got to kind of like make sure that this works <laughs> this is the only this is the only thing I got
4: you know one of the awards you mentioned awards the National Foundation for Advancement of the Arts the NAA yes,
3: that's the
2: one yeah. uh,
4: you were a finalist in the in the vocal performance and you won second place out of 7,000 entries and the thing that I that makes that so relevant is um, they didn't really look at rock acts then. It, it really brought credibility to, to rock music then, didn't it?
3: Yeah, at the time I had That'd a song that was a rock cover of uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Yeah. And we had like turned it into punk rock and double time and like whatever. And oh I had put out a CD when I was like 16 and now those songs are laughable. But like what yeah. was a 13 to... Because f- oh, I recorded course. it when I was 13 to 15 yeah. and put it out when I was 16. Like what was a person like that thinking you know writing but like I said like it was just one of those things where there wasn't a whole lot of girls doing that it this is you know this is a long time ago now you know every parent encourages their kid to do whatever but at the time all my friends were playing soccer and going to church camp and like (laughs) doing whatever and I was like I'm gonna play the showcase theater I'm gonna play the whiskey this weekend like Uh, you know (laughs)
2: oh
4: my gosh that's legendary Wow. (laughs) Fantastic, Yeah. I want to talk about co-writing a little bit because um, we talk about co-writing a bit here in Nashville is a co-writing town too. Um, I don't imagine you did a lot of that in LA or did you? I did. Did you?
2: Because
3: um, I, I noticed
4: a lot of solo rights in what you do.
3: Yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, solo rights, I don't force myself to write. If mm-hmm. it happens, it happens. Yeah, um Same here. Yeah, yeah. I and, with that. like, that. And I love co-writing because it makes you schedule a write. And I uh-huh. actually, I wouldn't necessarily say I co-wrote in L.A., but I had bands that I jammed with a lot and mm. we would end up writing. Yes. So I consider that like my early co-writing experiences. Gotcha. You
4: know? I bring it all up because the last song you just did, Lost in Phone, five writers on that
3: Yes. Song.
4: And I'm seeing that a lot more in popular and country music today where you're seeing five, six, seven writers on the song.
3: This was two separate rights oh, and that's rights. why um, bringing other people
4: in yeah mm-hmm. I
3: I had thought the chorus was strong in that song when I wrote it the first time uh-huh. um, and I had kind of messed with the verses a little bit and I just couldn't put my finger on like how to make the chorus relate to the verses because like they were two good things they were just separate and it's yeah. like the story doesn't go anywhere so I brought it into a second right um, with Corey and Tori and, Corey and Tori. <laughs> And um they're There's both great writers. Um and yeah. they we kind of came up with those the second verse and then I sat down on my own and finished and changed rewrote the first verse. And so that song is just a Frankenstein mm. it ended up being two years to write the lyrics to that song. I'll
4: be Sometimes it takes a while, folks. Yeah, it just didn't
3: come. It wasn't one of those natural songs. That's why I was so hesitant to cut it. I had recorded it once already in 2021 before I finally put it out last year. Um, And it just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, you know? I was just like, it's close, but I wouldn't listen to it. And if I, that's my judgment. It's like, if I wouldn't listen to it or like, would just be like, eh, then I don't want to put it out.
4: I got you. They really had to light you up.
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I really have to like the story and like the, you know.
4: I agree with that. Yeah. Um, And that's why I think, I wonder, you know, artists that aren't DIY artists, that don't have the final say in what they do. um, Maybe the the, the big label guys, let's say, gals. uh, They don't always have that control. And I'm sure there's a time where they go, I don't know.
3: That's not me. Yeah.
4: You're going to do that job. (laughs) And they got to sing it the rest of their lives and say it.
3: (laughs) You know? I know I couldn't imagine that's like I'm I'm a control freak yeah like I'm totally a type a person and so like I just don't know don't know how I could give up the
4: power yeah. <laughs> but if it happened tomorrow this big label Zec comes gotta have you on the roster what 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 would the? what would you do
3: ask how much money they're paying because <laughs> after all it's a, it not costs about a the lot money to sell out it costs <laughs> right, a lot. It was, i'm not saying i won't do it it's just gonna cost a lot of money
1: we
4: always said it, it's not about the money it's about the freaking money
3: it's exactly
4: <laughs> exactly um so you got a new project that you're working on tell us about that
3: um well so i There's that. uh, I don't even know how to talk right now. This is that's I do that to women. It's so (laughs) sorry,
4: sorry. you laugh.
3: I'm at such a crossroads right now in my music. Um, I have so much music I want to record. I recorded a whole project, I love that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I recorded a whole project at Abbey Road that was supposed to be my next Mm -hmm. EP and I'm
4: glad you brought that because I was going to bring that up. You I, recorded a song at Abbey Road Studios.
3: I recorded a whole EP there. A
4: whole EP And
3: there. I am not in love with it. No. And I'm the kind of person that I can't and so that was supposed to get me through the you. end of the year. I understand And now I'm at the place where I'm like fuck. I can't <laughs> release any of this music because I don't love it. Um, I'm still going to release a couple songs off of it. I'm just not going to release the whole EP. I mean I haven't. I say that but I haven't decided yet. Um, I am your cliche woman of like, I'm the most indecisive person ever. Um, and some days I listen to it and I'm like, this is pretty good. And some days I listen to it and I'm like, I fucking hate this. Mm. And so I'm also simultaneously trying to record an album uh-huh. because I've just never record, released an album. And I've been in full length. Th- yeah, full length album. I mean, i vinyl really,
4: the whole thing. Maybe.
3: I mean, if it sounds good on vinyl, vinyl
4: <laughs> always sounds good.
3: Yeah, like I released an album when I was a teenager, but that's not the same, and you mm-hmm. can't find those anywhere except for in a box of a thousand at my house. <laughs> um, so, like, I've never really, as a adult artist that knows who I am, released an album, yeah. and I would love to do that. Oh yeah, um, and I'm finally, I hope I've you do, finally connected with my audience, who I feel like is the right audience on TikTok. And now that they're there, I want, it's like, wow, I have so much to share that I've just been kind of like releasing a song here, releasing a song there, you know, whatever. Um, So I'm in the process of recording demos, picking songs. Last weekend in Vegas, I recorded some demos. Um, I'm also at the point where a couple labels have reached out to me. I'm not sure if I want to go that direction or Mm -hmm. stay DIY. And Mm -hmm. I'm like literally at the at a crossroads in life where I wish someone could just, would just come down and be like, do this, 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 and this. <laughs> like, you know? yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to keep recording and putting out music until I, I know what I'm supposed to do.
4: There you go. It'll come. It'll come to you. Yeah. yeah. And with your talent, oh my gosh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank killer, you. Killer, killer, killer voice. When I was first starting in, in country radio and, and this is way back. <laughs> I started in country radio in 1980. You weren't even born then. Um, and there was an artist that I just fell in love with. She had that raspy voice like yours. Her name was Lacey J Dalton. Look her up if you don't know. Okay. And, um, I was absolutely in love with her and, and her style. And that's who you kind of remind, you can't, I hate comparing people to other, other artists, but that style to me and nobody's done that in a while. Maybe Heidi Newfield, maybe for a little while. I get compared to her, but I bet you do. yeah. Yeah. And she's a wonderful person too. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I, you've got that you, that that unique voice that I think is going to carry you through. You know, you. I think when I talk about unique voices, um, uh, you know, when I first heard Stevie Nicks sing. You know, that's unmistakable voice. Yeah, yeah that's and then she she got so big. They bring her in for BGVs, and she'd be doing. Uh, you'd hear her on other rock records, and then pretty soon she's like everywhere. Um, it's a voice like that, and, and I, I really think it's going to serve you well.
3: Well, thank you. Comparing me to Stevie Nicks is mind blowing. She's like one of my heroes, is she? but yeah, like yeah. I, well, to be honest, I don't love her solo stuff. But yeah. who doesn't love Fleetwood Mac? Who doesn't? Love Fleetwood
4: <laughs> Mac? Yeah, absolutely. Not to make comparisons, but to say you know your voice is it's 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 unique enough that I think it's going to carry you. Thank you. And I, I really do. And I think thank you're going you. to get a, a lot more attention here. And I think you're going to get to that point. You're at that crossroads now. I think when you get past that, you're going to look back and you're going to go, wow. That's pretty cool. Fingers crossed. uh, Dream high, dream big. Yeah, I want you to to the the moon, (laughs) to the moon. That's right. The atmosphere through the atmosphere. I love unusual rhymes like that. Only goes up from here. Soar through the atmosphere. That's wonderful.
2: Oh, thank you.
4: Well, how about another song? Maybe one of your new ones or something. Sure. Yeah. Take us out with one.
3: This is the last one. Taking it out.
4: Yeah, probably. We'll talk a little bit because I want to know you know more about about where you're playing and your. Your website and all that stuff. All
3: right. Well, it. then I'm probably going to have to play Ghost because that's my. Oh, you've my, got to play Ghost. That's my. Uh, and you
4: released the Abbey Road version of this too, right? I did.
3: I did release the, the Abbey Road, Road version of this. this. Well, this
4: is the Songwriter <laughs> Connection version. This is, yes, right?
3: exactly.
2: Well, you got the touch of a ghost, and I've been drinking, and the Lord knows, the Lord only knows, where you've been to leaving. But I'm getting blisters from carrying your soul, keeping up with the devils for years, Cause the time there's oh, And it's nothing To say That dance Has been Backed up For days I just want To leave And get Out of this Place There's nowhere To go now. Sirens that are making me deaf And you tell me you love me But you can't hear a damn thing town that's old. You're right every day. The town that's old nothing to say. And that 1065 has been backed up for days. I just want to leave and get
4: is Our guest, you know, I recorded that uh, uh, an acoustic version like that at Abbey Road Studio. What was it? I've never been to, to London, I've never been to Abbey Road. I'm some, it's on the bucket list. What was it like walking in there? I mean, come on, it had to be.
2: It was absolutely
3: <clears throat> magical walking in, yeah. Um, I will say it was like a like you said, it's a bucket list thing to yeah. record. Uh, Abbey Road, like, just all the iconic bands from Pink (gasps) Floyd and obviously the Beatles and Adele and just everyone and their mother has recorded there. Um, The magic got lost for me about an hour in. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) um, I am so, like I said, like lucky girl syndrome in so many ways yeah. Um, being from LA and then moving to Nashville, I have recorded in some of the most amazing studios Wow. and worked with some of the most amazing musicians and talented engineers. And the engineer that I had was just a grumpy Brit uh. and the studio was just kind of, Mm. Like coming from recording at Blackbird, which is actually their sister studio in Nashville, where Martina and John McBride McBride, have the most beautiful collection of guitars to pick Mm -hmm. from when you play there. And I was overseas and I had just brought like one guitar and I was hoping for like kind of the same experience. They didn't have that. They didn't have, like... They had one mic to pick from. They had, like... It just wasn't that, like, Nashville experience where you're spending yeah. thousands of dollars to be in a studio. You expect to feel like you're spending thousands of dollars in a yeah. studio. And it kind of felt like I was a burden. Oh. And this, the the engineer was just kind of, like, like I said, just grumpy. And, like, you. it was hard to get a water. Mm. Like, it just wasn't... It wasn't the Nashville Southern hospitality or the California cool. It was the London cold, (laughs) like just not my. And I had been sick for a week. Anyone that was like following along with me, like on. And because I documented the whole thing on TikTok. And I had the flu for a week before that and was throwing up both ways for a whole week and had lost 15 pounds and had to be (sighs) locked in a studio in a hotel for a week. And it was just a. They lost my luggage, like, that trip. They lost, like, our guitars. And it was just, like, the One thing worst experience possibly imagined. And, like, I try, I'm try, i a positive person, so the day of, I just tried to keep my adrenaline going and stay happy. And well, But the minute we left the studio, me and my guitar player look over each other and we're kind of like, that just sucked, huh? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. And then getting the recordings back, it was kind of like, Okay, like it's fine, but -hmm. it wasn't that magical thing I wanted from Abbey Road. You know, it wasn't that like, oh my God. The best actually thing that came out of it was the photographer who was an angel um, stayed an extra three hours than she was supposed to stay and got some of the most amazing pictures that I've ever Did you do the gotten, walk across and, and, the, yeah. the yeah, you got
2: yeah, it. You you gotta you got did. You.
3: I did all the tourist things yeah. for sure. Oh, sure, you got it. But um, yeah, it was just, it wasn't everything I wanted to be, no. which is such like, like I said, I know I'm privileged and I know that that's such like first world problem things, but you just, you want it to be magical and I kind of mm-hmm. don't want to put out anything that I don't feel like that pizzazz mm, about, you know?
4: That's understandable. Now I yeah. see where you're coming from.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. But um, Ghost has been like a magical song for me. It's... It's, it's got a lot of streams, exposed actually. me to a different audience, and it's all because of TikTok. So Amazing. I yeah. just... I can't like emphasize how important it is for new artists or anyone to just get on.
4: We did a whole show on that just a few weeks back with the AL, as she goes by. Um, Her viral sensation over 400 million streams. Yeah. With Remember the Dance, you know, uh, with her and brother Joe. So go back. If you, if you missed that one, go back. Go and,
2: back. <laughs> and go
4: back and listen, and lots of good tips for TikTok. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you do that. Where, where else do we find you besides. Oh, well, and on TikTok, is it just. Shayna G?
3: So if you put in my name you'll find me on everything Everything. but you also might find a shit ton of spam accounts so make sure you put in G is for gangster it is G-E-E-I-S the number four gangster. My name is Shayna G so my last name is G-E-E that's why everything is G is for gangster Um, but Uh except for on Spotify y'all have to put my real name in on Mm -hmm. Spotify so I know it gets confusing for the people but my name is Shayna G -G S-H-E-Y-N-A-G-E-E you can find everything on my website www.shaynag.com
4: Links to Everything. Yeah. everything. W-W-W. And those will be are, those are
3: the official. And, and the
4: way you spell Shane is a little different. It's, it's-
3: yeah, my mom thought she'd be creative, but instead she just made my life harder. But.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's S
3: H E Y N A.
4: Yeah. And G E E G. G E E. G, it sure was good to have you on this. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, why well, you should be a D DJ But yeah, no, really good to get to meet you, and uh, I wish you all the best. Thank
3: you so much. Thanks for having me. And thank you for um, sharing me with your audience. I appreciate all y'all listening.
4: I'm a huge fan and I appreciate you. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.